the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides, and I've built a set of mathematical models named Sideline to predict various sports outcomes. If you hear more about the model during the course of this episode, it's set to cover six Major League Baseball games. It's going to be played on Saturday, April 8th, 2023. In case you're new here, check out the webpage on the banner. It's www.pickstheprofessor.com new for some explanations and community rules. Remember, if you're interested in projections and picks for every single game, as well as access to the Discord chat, ad-free shows, all sorts of goodies, sign up on Dub Club. That link's in the show description. But even if you're not there, I'm still thrilled to have you here. Remember, sports are unpredictable, so the discussion on this show projects a typical game. does not try to forecast it to a T. So that'd be a foolish and impossible goal. We took a long-term view on here. Don't get distracted when you have a one nothing game in Coors Field <laughs> on a day when almost every other game goes over. I think it was only the 11th one nothing game in Coors Field. Weird things happen in baseball. It's one game. Do not care about one game work talking about the totality of games in the long run, following the process is what works. It's worked so far this season, worked all last season, but these one game weird things happen. They balance out in the long run, but they're just impossible to force you before they happen. Obviously nobody was going to predict a one, nothing opening day game in course. The probability of that happening on any one single game in course is that it's happened less than once per season on average. So a good variance will happen. Bad variants will happen. If you had the over there, that was some bad variants. But if you had the Rockies, like I also told you back, worked out well for you. So again, it's all about the long run. It's not about the individual weirdness. As the reminder, I, as much as I'd like to say, it'll be profitable each and every day. That is an impossible reality for any gambler. I'm going to cover six of the 15 games here on this Saturday. Got a lot of good ones for you. Got a lot of totals to talk about. Got a long shot that has a chance to hit. We'll find out. But before we get to it, some reminders. Please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free. And if you turn on notifications, don't miss any college basketball, MLB, or college football content this channel provides. Remember the Agri Moneyland plays return four units. It is the risk plus one amount equals four, so that we risk proportionally more on favorites than dogs. B grade plays return three units. C grade plays return two units. And if you're with us over on Dub Club and you have access to that A plus play of the day, which has been rocking and rolling so far, that one returns five units. Just scaling so we have a little bit more invested in some games than others. But in reality, we recommend playing as many baseball games as you can tolerate, as you like, as you can find. I've got two C grade plays here that I'm going to talk about today that I think you should be invested in. I'm not going to be invested huge at these prices because the price isn't great, but I do think they're worthwhile to add to the portfolio. Think of it like a retirement portfolio. You know, you spread your money around do a lot of different things. And sometimes you don't put the same amount in each, you know, mutual fund or each stock or whatever, you know, it's, it's the concept that we're just trying to, to spread our money out to where we think we're going to have a good ROI on the totality of them. And again, some of these C grade plays are, are decent picks. Some of the B grade plays are decent picks. We're going to play as many as possible. It's how I scale it. But again, as always, whether it's the picks or the scaling or anything else I'm talking about, take what you like and leave the rest. Going to start off this show, just like we did yesterday, talking about the Rangers Cubs game in the afternoon, 4 p.m. Eastern. It's really a, a copy and paste from the day before. Both pitchers are a tad bit worse. It'll be Martin Perez and Justin Steele. I think Eovaldi and Stroman are better pitchers than these two guys. Both these guys are, are good pitchers as well. It's not like either one of them is anything to, 
you know, that, you know, not good pitcher. I mean, these are two good pitchers as well. Um, just a little bit below the caliber of Friday's pitchers, but it's really the same concept that I said on, on Friday's game. It was a coin toss game, take plus odds with either team that happened to be the Rangers. And I just said, I didn't think there'd be a lot of runs. And so unless you were staring at like some stupid total, like five and a half, the under would have been the smart play there. As of the recording right now, it's two zip in the eighth. I told the people over on discord, I said, I like that first five under and it was one nothing after five so again more reason to hop into that discord chat which you can access exclusively through a dub club but i kind of feel the same thing happening here it's gonna be another chilly day winds be blowing in just like they were on friday mid 40s winds not quite as strong as friday so the model projects a total of 6.6 so if you do happen to see a six and a half that's probably a no-go for me on the total but if you can find a seven out there and again as i mentioned with the totals at Wrigley Field, they tend to not put those up until the day of. So I'll have to be waiting a little while, but I think if you can find a seven under makes a lot of sense. I think six and a half is the right price. You got two good pitchers, two, you know, mediocre to subpar offenses. The bullpens are a little bit concerning. Neither one again are very good. So that might be a reason to look for the first five angle, like I mentioned here on uh, Friday again to our Discord there, but under would be a strong play again, depending on what number you can get. And again, just like on Friday, I'm just going to say in the long run, these type of coin toss games taking plus odds makes sense. So the Rangers at plus 105 gets a B grade pick as the model says it should be Rangers minus 102. The price needed for an A grade according to sideline plus 106. So we just fall short of an A grade. So a B plus pick here on the Rangers again. Who knows what's going to happen? I think the Rangers are the better team, but on the road means I'm just eyeing those plus odds, and those are pretty appealing to me. Also at 4 p.m. Eastern, Red Sox at the Tigers. Red Sox minus 150 qualifies as a C-grade pick. Models, this should be Red Sox minus 142. So we're looking for more like a price like minus 140 before it gets to a B-grade, minus 130 for an A-grade. I don't think we're ever going to sniff A-grade on this one, but I think that you know, while this game's being played in Detroit, obviously home field does absolutely matter in sports. I think the Red Sox are just a much better team. They're the much better starting pitcher. Their offense isn't great, but it's still better than the Tigers' offense, and their bullpen is still a lot better as well. So I think the Red Sox are the side to back here. I don't want to pay too much more than this minus 150. That's why it only gets a C grade because the model is very price sensitive. I think the Red, Sox, the Red Sox are a decent look. But as I'm always saying, Good value is good value, whether it's a straight play or a parlay. So my advice on this one is if you're only seeing Red Sox minus 160, just I would just pass at that point, Red Sox minus 165. If that's what you're seeing, that's the best price you can get. Now, I always encourage people to shop around and make sure you're getting the best price. But I'm not really interested in backing the Red Sox at a steep price like that. I'm not really backing the Tigers at that price either. I, I don't really see them having a great chance to win this. But... At some point, the, the long-term proposition is if we're playing the Red Sox at minus 150, maybe even if you get lucky and you find a minus 140 or minus 145, it's a very different value proposition than minus 160. And in the long run, you're going to end up with two different amounts in your bank account, depending on which type of play you can make. Putting it in a parlay doesn't magically change that. So if all you see is Red Sox minus 160, that doesn't all of a sudden mean, oh, well, I can parlay it now, it's safe. Because then you're adding more risk than you are getting back reward to your parlay. Something I always preach about parlays, we still want to be price sensitive there, just as we would be in solo bets. But at minus 150 or better, I think the Red Sox are still a decent investment. 
they only need to win this 60% of the time to break even. Model gives it just shy of that, but I think the model's missing a little bit on this one. This Tigers offense is terrible. The model's really docking the Red Sox for facing a lefty and Joey Wentz, docking their offense a little bit, but I'm not sure it really matters because I don't think Joey Wentz is a very good pitcher. I think that's going to matter more against a better lefty. And then a guy like Wentz. I think the Red Sox are the side here. Tanner Houck, slightly above average pitcher. Neither one of these guys looked very good in their first outing, but we have a lot more data than just that one to go off of. That says Houck is much better. And again, the Tigers' offense really bad. So again, the Red Sox minus 150. C grade according to the model, and I think worth an investment. Just not scaling too high because the price isn't as good as I would like it to be. Otherwise, a chilly one in Detroit, mid-40s. One's been blowing in around five miles an hour. So the model projects a total of 6.4. I do like the under 8.5 here. The under fell short for us on opening day because of a couple of home runs. A couple from unexpected sources. That sort of thing can happen, and we have seen a lot of over so far in baseball. But you're seeing Friday... So far, at least where we are, some lower scoring uh, situations. And I still think the unders are going to be a, a good play. Over is going to be a good play, too. I don't think blindly doing one or the other makes a lot of sense. But in this one with the weather and these offenses not being as good, I, I think nine runs is going to be a tall task to get here. So I like the under. Again, I'm personally not too heavy on totals early in the season because we're still learning a lot about the balls. But there are still some unders that hit. And this is an under I would definitely have my eye on based off the weather, breeze blowing in, bad Tigers offense. Not as good of a Red Sox offense as in years past. Some of the years past, Red Sox offense could put up, you know, 10 runs on a guy like Joey Wentz. This one I think can get the job done, but I don't think they win something like 10 to nothing. So under eight and a half looks good. And again, also on the Red Sox here. Also at 4 p.m. Eastern, A's and the Rays. Let's take a chance with the dog here, the Athletics at plus 220. We'll call this the Cousin Jared special. He's always come on talking about some of these big dogs offer value. You don't have to win half of them. You don't have to win 40% of them. All you got to do is win one out of every three as long as they're priced above plus 200 like this one is, and it's a worthwhile investment. The Rays have been a fantastic team all season long so far here this first week. We've backed them a lot at mostly A and B grades, so the Rays have been a massively profitable team for us. I think the number's starting to catch up here, and I think we're getting a little bit of an overreaction to the first game. Jeffrey Springs is the better pitcher in this one, absolutely. I, I think he's better than Fujinami. Fujinami, though, struggled in that first outing to the tune of a 31 ERA, but his advanced metrics weren't terrible. I think he'll be fine in the long run playing in a pitcher's park here in Tampa. That should help him out a little bit. And while Jeffrey Springs was amazing, in fact, so amazing that there are some advanced metrics that have the ERA equivalent of a negative ERA because he's basically breaking the system with how well he pitched in that first game. And he is a good pitcher. That's not what we're going to expect from him night in and night out. Now, granted, he's going to have a better chance of that success against an offense like the A's. Absolutely. But the bottom line is this is all about the price. Plus 220 is decent value on the A's. The model says it should be 213. That the Rays do win this game often, but at plus 220, we're thinking we're just going to win this about one out of every three times. If we get this exact same setup in a three-game series, the Rays win two out of three. That sets them up to have a 100-win season. The A's have a 100-loss season, and we'd be profitable if we're getting plus 220. So it's not like I'm asking for anything crazy in this one. Who knows if this one hits, but these are the types of dogs that we're going to sprinkle a little bit on throughout the course of the season in order to try to build our bankroll. I talked at the top of the show about how I scale – 
wagers out with a B grade here on the A's. This actually is risking less than one unit because the plus odds are so good. So it's not like we're putting a ton on the A. Some of our bigger favorites, we're putting two and a half, three units on as we're scaling it out proportionally. This one's a very small play relative to the others. But again, at plus 220, it's just too much value to pass up. Again, I think it's an overreaction to the start of the season. A's aren't good. Rays are good. But Plus 220 is just too much value to pass up. Interesting note here, the total is 7.5. Model projects exactly 7.5. So not a total that I think has any value whatsoever. So the night game, 7 to 5 p.m. Eastern. Yankees at the Orioles. Going to play the Orioles here. First game in this series, get a little bit out of a hand as uh, I'm recording this. Orioles take a took a nice little lead to start off with. But as it's starting to play out, the Yankees are coming back. Seeming like a coin toss game, which is exactly what I projected here is a little bit different than Friday's game. I think the Yankees should be favored, but again, plus 140 offers us pretty good value model. So it should be Yankees minus 134 that they win this 57% of the time. They do have the better pitcher and Nestor Cortez versus Cole Irvin, a pair of lefties. But again, kind of as I mentioned that last one, I think this is a little bit of an overreaction that first game. Cole Irvin is still a solid pitcher. He's an average pitcher. He gave up a ton of runs in that first start. He's not going to do that all season. And Cortez is a good pitcher, absolutely, but he's not going to have a sub-2 ERA all season. So I think we're just getting a little bit of an overreaction here. Offensively, again, Yankees got the better offense for sure. Bullpen's probably a wash. Yankees a better team, but on the road, the Orioles could win this game. So plus 140 offers us some value. Yankees are a good team, but most of the time they're overpriced. And if we just blindly back the Yankees most seasons every game, you're going to lose money. If you blindly fade them, you're either going to break even or profit because they tend to be overpriced. I think they're overpriced in this one. I do give their offense a boost facing a lefty, and I do give the Orioles a little bit of a ding for facing a lefty. The model is seeing that. So it doesn't set up perfectly for the Orioles, but a guy like Cole Irvin can absolutely keep the Orioles in this game, and that's really all we're asking for at odds like plus 140. So I think something like this, taking the dog, or if you want to go with a run line, the plus one and a half, I think that makes a lot of sense as well. The reason I like that run line also is I would like the under. The total in this game is eight. Model says 7.1. And again, I think Cole Irvin's a better pitcher than he indicated at the beginning uh, in his first start here with Baltimore. We're going to have temperatures around 50 degrees for this one, not much wind. And so more of a pitcher-friendly atmosphere could easily be a 3-2-4-3 type ballgame. Orioles might win, plus 140 offers some value. If you like the run line, you can look that direction as well. I think it's kind of personal preference if you want to split which way you want to do it. I'm keeping my life simple. I'm just taking money lines. I know I'm not going to win as many games, but I know in the long run, the plus odds are going to make us profitable ROI, and that's what really matters is their money growing in our bank accounts. So I'm just keeping it simple and sticking to the plus 140, but if you want to split it, just play the run line, whatever. Also looking at the under, a lot of ways you can attack this game that I think make sense. 7.20 p.m. Eastern Padres at the Braves just recently announced that Michael Harris will end up on the IL after injuring his lower back on Thursday. That obviously hurts the Braves a little bit, especially defensively. But either way, this Braves offense is still really good. Padres offense is still really good, too. The biggest difference in this game is that the Braves have the much better bullpen and they have the much better starting pitcher. Charlie Morton didn't look great in his first start, but was able to get the job done, getting us to the window, even though he wasn't great. Michael Walker for the Padres wasn't great. That's about what I expect. The model says that Morton is the much better pitcher. He's well better than average. Walker's well below average. That's going to carry on to the bullpens. The Padres bullpen not going to be able to help out much in the Braves bullpen, even losing a guy like... 
uh, Colin McHugh, still a ton of really good arms there. So this just boils down to the Braves at minus 155 being a pretty good investment and just being tough for the Padres to win this one on the road. It just doesn't set up well for them. Model says it should be Braves minus 154. So it's basically a C plus grade. If it drops into the lower minus 150s, the model gives that a B grade. If it drops to minus 142, that would be an A grade. So the Braves, again, a pretty good investment here. Don't want to play this at minus 170 or something like that. Make sure we're shopping around, getting good prices. But Morton versus Waka with that Braves bullpen, I want to be on the Braves at home. The only advantage the Padres might have is basically nullified because their offense isn't really any better than the Braves offense, given that they don't have Tatis for the foreseeable you know, next couple of weeks at least. Otherwise, we're going to have a chance of rain at the start of this one that should clear out. So we should be able to get the game in, but take note, it might be delayed a little bit later into the night. I don't really think that's going to affect anything. It's still going to be a chilly night, whether we start on time or later. The temperature isn't going to drop drastically. We're going to be in the mid to upper 40s. If it gets delayed, maybe lower 40s, but you're talking rounding air. The wind direction won't change. So I thought it was important to talk about this game to say, even if there is a little bit of a delay, it's not like the delay really pushes us into different playing conditions into to, you know, from day to night, you know, shifting the wind, dropping the temperature, anything like that. I still like the under either way. I'm not a huge fan of Michael Walken. I think the Braves can score, but I'm not sure the Padres are going to have a lot of success against a guy like Morton and the Braves reliever. So the model says seven for the total, but the actual total I'm seeing is eight and a half and nine. So you might have to pay a little bit of juice, but that under nine in this one looks pretty good. Cousin Jerry was out here talking about the, that park in Atlanta it can play really hitter friendly when it's warm. It can play really pitcher friendly when it's cold. He liked the over for Thursday that hit with relative ease on a night that we talked about starting off was going to be in the mid seventies. And so he made the comment, you know, it's not going to be cold. And so that means it's probably going to play more hitter friendly Saturday night. It is going to be cold. It's going to be more pitcher friendly. So flipping on this one, I'd be on the under, but I also, again, like the Braves here. Laying a little bit of a price, again, would like a better price. The model isn't in love with this price, but minus 155, still a solid investment here on the home team from Atlanta. And then wrapping us up with the late slot, 9.07 p.m. Eastern Blue Jays with the Angels. Going back to Blue Jays again, been on them a lot lately. Been pretty good to us as of late. Minus 105 here is an eight-grade play. Jose Barrios and Tyler Anderson, and the model says that these two pitchers are about the same. And I know what you're thinking. Jose Barrios got lit up in his first start, but his underlying metrics were actually very encouraging. I don't think Barrios is going to be a great pitcher, but I do think that he's going to be average this season. And I expect kind of the same from Tyler Anderson, who looked great in his first start, but his underlying metrics actually weren't that great. If you look at the underlying metrics of these two guys, and it's only one start, but Barrios actually pitched a little bit better than Tyler Anderson did. And I know that wasn't what happened in the results with regards to the runs, but the underlying metrics are more predictive of what will happen going forward. ERA is a great indicator of telling us what happened. And what happened was Anderson didn't give up runs and Barrios did, but the underlying metrics are a better predictor of what's going forward. And I still think that Barrios and Anderson, it's about a wash with these two pitchers. Personally, I'd rather have Tyler Anderson, but it's not by that much. I don't think Barrios is that far behind him. Model actually says Barrios is a little bit better. Not sure I completely agree, but either way, we're basically picking nits at that point. Angels bullpen is really bad. Blue Jays bullpen is at least average. Offensively, the Blue Jays offense is almost second to none in baseball at this point. 
at least with some of the injuries and guys that are that are out across the league, hurting some of the top offenses. This Blue Jays offense might be the best in baseball right now. Angels offense is still good, but the Blue Jays offense is better. So minus 105, just way too good to pass up models. So it should be minus 122. And that anything minus 113 or better qualifies as an A grade. Total in this one is nine. Model says 9.2. So given that we have seen some overs in the model, still hasn't really loved playing the overs. This might be an over that you would look into here, especially having that push protection on nine. You do have two pretty good offenses and two bullpens that can definitely give up runs and two pitchers that rate barely better than average. So the offenses will have the advantage in this one and a more hitter-friendly ballpark in Anaheim. Temperature will be chilly, but not as cold as we're seeing around most of the country. We'll be around 60 degrees to start, mid-50s to close, and the wind will be blowing out around 10 miles an hour, dying down a little bit as the night goes along, but it should play pretty neutral. The wind blowing out will kind of offset slightly cooler temperatures, but we rarely have neutral parks in April. We tend to have much more pitcher-friendly conditions. So a night that's more neutral between hitter and pitcher in a situation where these balls seem to be flying a little bit more this year, this is definitely one where I would be looking over at playing, especially if I'm getting that nine. Model says 9.2, but I do think we got a really good chance to get into the double digits. That's all I've got for you here today. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Picks with the Professor. Don't forget to subscribe so you can enjoy all the sports betting content provided on this channel. It's dropped right into your feed. No shows for Sunday games, but we'll be back on Sunday night to cover Monday's baseball slate. And until then, as always, best of luck. And remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money. <laughs>